0: Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me and being patient as I had to delay the podcast for a couple days as I suffered through the plague or whatever I had. Obviously, not quite 100% either, but hopefully good enough that we can get this recording done today and uh, get it out to you. I'm really excited about the topic, even though my voice may not portray that. And I talked about it very briefly recently as a guest on the Photog Adventures podcast with Aaron King and Brendan Porter here in early December 2016. Go check out that podcast, by the way, that's Photog Adventures. If You want to hear a couple of good guys having a lot of fun doing some photography and podcasting about it. Today, I'm going to talk about finding your top 10 photos of the year and how you can make this easier and more worthwhile next year. I've mentioned this on the Improved Photography Roundtable podcast as well, but I need to give credit where credit is due. This idea is not one I came up with, just one that based on my experience I believe in enough to share it as the subject of a photo taco. I first heard the concept of picking your annual top 10 photos from the wonderful Martin Bailey of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, which of course, if you haven't listened to that one, you need to go check it out and add it to your subscription list of her podcasts as well. But I, I listened to that shortly after I first picked up my DSLR in December 2011. I found Martin's podcast about the how, which we're going to go through in a moment, and I have my own little twist and spin on, and more importantly, why it is that he labors through a process every year to select the, his, his top ten best shots that he took and processed throughout the year. And labor is the right word, it's not trivial. Now let's start with the why. Not only have I found by experience since the time the annual top 10 process to be one of the very best things I've done to help me constantly improve my photography, that's exactly what I remember Martin saying, was the reason that he continues to go through the process every year, even though he's a very accomplished and talented photographer. I think one of the hardest things to do as a photographer is evaluate how you're doing. It might be a little easier to see the progress when you first get started as you go from fully automatic settings on the camera to being comfortable shooting in manual mode. Not that everyone has to do that, but it's kind of an indicator of of where you're at. Mastering the exposure triangle, learning about composition, you know, all that comes early in the process and significant progress is pretty easy to see. Even comparing photos from the beginning of a month to the end of a month at that stage, probably pretty easy to see progress. But as those months turn into years, and as you get more experienced, not only can it be much harder to see progress being made, many photographers feel like they get stuck in a photography rut. The thing I found to help me constantly measure my own progress, and really kind of in the most honest way possible, has been going through the selection of my top 10 best photos of the year. If you haven't ever done this, you might think it sounds like a pretty simple thing. And maybe that you can't really see how it is that you're going to get much out of going through this. But let me assure you, it's far from easy, although I'm going to share some hands-on tips and make it a little easier for maybe next year. It might be a little late this year. And if you actually do it, I'm confident that you're going to decide that even for an accomplished photographer like Martin Bailey, there's value in going through the exercise. So stick with me, maybe I can convince you if you're not sure this is something you wanna do. Now the concept, admittedly, is pretty simple. You're gonna pick from all the photos you've taken throughout the year, your top 10. By experience, I have come up with two rules that I follow in order to make sure I get the most I can out of doing this every year. Rule number one, the photos must have been shot between January 1st and December 31st. And that comes by experience. I've been tempted. I've gone through times where I've included more than just strictly this year. And uh, you know, especially when I first got started, there weren't that many to choose from. And, and so I cheated on that. And I, it cheated my process. It cheated me out of some of the value and benefits. So January 1 to December 31, strict rule for me. Rule number two, as I'm picking this year's top 10, I must not take even the slightest peek at last year's top 10. And again, it's something that I've really just found to be helpful to me. I don't want to pick my top 10 this year because I'm looking at some of the photos from last year and I want to make sure I pick the photos that I think were better than the photos from last year. I don't want that to be part of the criteria. I want to go through and decide what were the top 10 shots that I took this year and uh, having some time pass in between picking last year's top 10 and going through the process in the current year, that helps me to not focus on that. I have a rough memory maybe of some of the shots that I, I included last year, but I really want to pick the top 10 that I had this year. The other rule that I could consider putting in there, I just didn't make it a numbered rule, You could consider things maybe like uh, doing a top 10 per genre of photography that you do. If you do landscapes and portraits like I do, then you might be tempted to say, I'm going to pick a top 10 in each one. I mean, after all, I've, I've got two different things that I shoot and I want my top 10 landscapes and my top 10 portraits. And yeah, that might be valuable, but I promise you, there's more value in just getting an overall top 10. Now, to me, it's you know it's a little bit the easy way out to say that you're going to pick a top 10 set for each genre, because you won't be forced to make what ends up being a super hard decision, picking the top 10 photos of the year over all of them, not just over a genre. You may have heard the expression, telling someone that their baby's ugly, which is really hard to do. Well, it definitely feels like this best of photos for the year. They're your babies, these best photos. And it gets really hard to pick between them and say the 11th photo is not good enough to make the top 10, is not good enough to make the list. And going through that process really helps you to do a better job of self-evaluating your photos in a really honest way. You're forced to decide which of the nice shots that you've taken through the year are truly great. At least great for wherever you are with your photography. If you're in your first year or your 20th. You may not know why you feel like the top 10 that you picked are great, and that can help you learn something too. You're forced to kind of look through them and decide that one's better, and maybe you can start to figure out why that one's better, or those top 10 are better, and what can you do to more consistently produce results like that. By going through this, you're armed with some information to help you do a better job of creating more shots that are great next year. So hopefully you're kind of following with me and you can see some value potentially forming on why it is you'd want to do this. Just going through and picking 10 photos is valuable. But wait, there's more. (laughs) After you actually decide which are your 10 best of photos of the year, you can compare that group to the group from last year. Now I've yet to do this and not see tremendous differences in the quality of my shots year over year. Maybe that's because I haven't done it for 20 years, but if Martin Bailey is finding this to be valuable, I suspect it will be a value for me for many years to come. But for the sake of argument, let's just say that you compare to last year's top 10 and they aren't any better. They're more of the same. You really can't tell a difference. Well, wouldn't that help you to see that you need to change something in the coming year? Either way, big improvements for last year to this year or not An annual top 10 can help. Hopefully I've convinced you that there's enough value in this to give it a try, but I remember hearing this advice from Martin on the podcast, just like you are now. He was able to convince me I should give it a go, but then the problem was I was not remotely ready to do this. I'd taken thousands of photos throughout the year. Well, most of them were horrid, but I didn't know how I was gonna go through those terrible photos and find even the nice images that could contend for a spot in my annual top 10. So here's another benefit of doing your top 10 annually. It will force you to see how well your photos are organized. If your photos are organized so poorly that it will take you days to go through the year and find, let's say, 20 to 50 of your best shots from the year that you'll want to consider for your top 10, well, how are you supposed to decide which photo should be in your portfolio and represent your very best work? If just thinking about this as I talk to you makes you think this is something you could couldn't possibly do, then you need to spend more time thinking about how to do a better job of organizing your photos. Okay, so back to my first time with this. For various reasons, I had already decided within that first year of getting my camera to buy Lightroom and put my photos in there, organize my photos in Lightroom. So a good portion of my photos were there in Lightroom, but they were very poorly organized. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't kind of discover how to use Lightroom to organize photos a later. And so it was a major chore to find the shots that should be considered my best of the year. The fortunate thing was that Martin went through in pretty good detail how he did this in Lightroom. And that gave me another huge benefit of going through this process because it forced me to learn how to use the collections feature in Lightroom. Collections has turned out to be one of my very favorite organizational features in Lightroom. I use it regularly, more for the, even more than just picking my annual top 10. But it was going through the process of picking my top 10 that first year that made me learn more about collections. You certainly don't have to use Lightroom to make this work. In fact, Martin has since moved on to Capture One to organize his photos. But take the opportunity to go through this annual top 10 process and force yourself to figure out how to better organize your photos in whatever software you use. Now that said, I'm still an avid Lightroom user, as are most of the listeners of this podcast, so I wanted to briefly provide similar advice to what Martin provided me when I first went through this. The key to making this process much easier in Lightroom truly is the use of collections. Now, believe me, I've tried it other ways as I've tried to do it that first year. I didn't use collections at all. And I thought I'd make it easier on myself to do my first annual top 10 without adding on top of it, having to learn to use a feature of Lightroom that I didn't know. So I tried a few things like not using Lightroom at all, using Windows Explorer, which is kind of like Finder on the Mac to browse through the thumbnails of my photos and manually copy them to a new top 10 folder on my hard drive. And I didn't get very far into that before deciding, boy, there has to be a better way. So I gave in, I admitted to myself, Martin Bailey probably knew a little something about this. And I went to figure out collections. I'm not going to go into collections as a feature much here. I have an entire Photo Taco podcast on that topic. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, or you can find it by asking Google search to uh, search on Photo Taco Lightroom Collections. But really quick, the basic idea is that a collection, kind of like a a virtual folder, you can put a copy of a photo into that virtual folder without having more than one copy of the photo on your hard drive. Now, if you've listened to the Photo Taco episode called Bot Lightroom, now what? You heard my crazy idea of thinking about Lightroom like it's a person who is your assistant. In the case of collections, as you're going through photos in the library and develop modules, When you come across one that's particularly good, you can ask that assistant Lightroom to take a special note of that photo, knowing you're gonna come back to it later. The photo itself doesn't get moved anywhere. It's still in the same spot on your hard drive. It's still in the same place in your Lightroom catalog. You just ask Lightroom to take a special note of it that you want to include that photo in a special grouping that you're gonna use later when you want to pick your top 10 not sure if that really helps, but go listen to the Photo talk episode on collections and let me know if you have more questions about them. I am convinced that collections is the very easiest way to get a grouping of your photos to be considered for your top 10, but let me share the details about how I have organized this because there's a few different types of collections. You can choose to follow my advice here or not, but you should consider picking your top 10 every year no matter how you choose to organize them. All right, so first off, I use collection sets. I create a collection set that I call top 10. To do this, go to the library module, scroll down on the left-hand side until you see the collections panel and click the plus button just to the right of the word collections and choose create collection set. Lightroom will ask you to name it, put in top 10, and in this case, leave the location dropdown unchecked. This is gonna be the root of your top 10 collections, kinda of like a root folder in Windows Explorer or Finder. Once this is created, I don't ever do it again. Next, I create another collection set for the candidates. I select the top 10 collections that I just created, hit that plus button again, and I choose create collection set again. I name this collection set candidates, and I check the box under locations so that the collection set will be created inside the top 10 collection set. I then create a second collection set inside that top 10 and I call it best. So you have three collection sets. root one is top 10. Just underneath it are two others named best and candidates. Again, once I create those, I don't ever do that again. I reuse them every single year, just adding collections underneath those collection sets. Okay, now I'm done with collection sets and I'm ready to create the collections for this year. Now, this is something I do every year. This point on, I do the same thing every year. So I click first on the candidates collection set. I hit that plus button to the right of collections again, and I choose create collection. Not collection set, collection. I name it specific to the year. So for this year, as I record this episode, it would be candidates 2016. The name is something I had to change this year because of how Lightroom Mobile works. You can only sync photos to Lightroom Mobile through collections, another reason to use collections, but they aren't organized in exactly the same way as they are in Lightroom on the desktop. Adobe, you need to fix this. So if you name it just 2016, then you end up later with two collections named 2016. Out in Lightroom Mobile, you don't know which one's candidates or which one's best and, or what they are. So... I put the word candidates in the name of this collection. I check the location checkbox to make sure it's going, to going in the candidates collection set. You'll see a second checkbox below that labeled set as target collection, which turns out to be something I actually checked for the candidates 2016 collection under the candidates collection set. What this will do is provide you a really fast way to add a photo from the library or develop modules to this collection by right clicking and choosing add to target collection in the library module you can also click on a little blue button in the upper right of any photo to add that photo to a target collection and finally you can also use a hotkey it's the letter b i kind of think of it as like best b for best these are this is one of my best as i edit a photo and i decide this needs to go in the candidates collection this year then i remember i this is one of my best i'm going to hit b for best And because that collection is marked as my target collection, Lightroom will instantly put it in there and I don't even have to disrupt my workflow. I just get to go through what I'm doing and I just, when I decide there's one that that I want to make sure is remembered for being potentially one of my top 10, a candidate for my top 10 then I hit B and I am able to move on. It doesn't hardly take even a second out of my workflow to make this works. It's really a good way to do this. Okay, so next I create a collection under the best collection set, and this one I name Best 2016, making sure it's under the best collection set, and I do not check the checkbox to make it the target collection. I don't want photos to go in there until I've decided That They're the top 10 or as I go through deciding my top 10, it's part of putting them in there. Anyway, you don't want them to go in there through the year, only through the year should they end up in the collections or the candidates 2016 collection. All right. I want the photos to go in there through the year. Now, if you did all of this before January 1st, and as you process your photos through the year, you put those that you thought were especially good into the candidates 2016 collection, it's gonna be pretty easy to narrow down your top 10. Well, not really, cause you're gonna to have to decide which of your babies are ugly, but it's gonna be the process of going through and finding your best is done. You have that, it's all finished. But if like most photographers, you hadn't thought to do something like this, then hopefully you have at least used the rating capabilities of Lightroom and can use the filtering in the library module to show you all the four or five star photos or all of those that you put a color label on to make your best shots. To do this, you go to the library module, you find the catalog panel on the left and click on all photographs. Then in the top part of the center panel where all the thumbnails of the photos are being shown, there is a library filter bar you click on attribute in that bar and then choose the attribute that you used as you call your photos. I use a star system and anything over four stars should be a pretty good contender or a candidate to be one of my top 10 photos. And as you click on the fourth star over in Lightroom, the view immediately changes to only show the photos that you've rated four stars or higher. Now to narrow to this year, you're going to click on the metadata label in that bar and a little drop down will appear. And on the left hand side, you'll see date, pick the year for the top 10 you want to build. So 2016 in this case, and boom, Lightroom is now showing you all the photos shot in 2016, that you rated as four stars or more as you culled them through the year. Okay. So you can take a look at your photos at this point, that Lightroom is showing you. Are these your best work through the year? If not, here's your chance to evaluate how well you're doing when rating your photos as you call. Kind of another benefit of going through this process. If there are more than say 50 photos in the group, go through them one at a time and put only the best of them into the candidates 2016 collection, which you can do by dragging them one at a time down into that candidates 2016 collection in the library module, like the lower left. Or if you set it up as your target collection, you can just hit the B key, like I said, and that photo will get instantly put into that collection. Hopefully you can narrow it down to between 20 and 50 photos pretty fast. One of the beautiful things about the Candidates 2016 collection is that at any point, years down the road, if you want to see the photos that made the cut to this level, the ones that you thought were your best for the year, not just top 10, but your best set of photos through the year, you have this collection and it's not costing you any hard drive space either. No duplication of photos. You just have a special note in Lightroom about what photos you kind of tagged as being your top or your best photos through the year. There's 20, 50, however many you would like to have in there that's a reasonable number for you to, to look through. And that's valuable information to have year over year as you wanna compare where how you're doing with your photography. Let's say you're able to narrow your photos down to 35, just randomly picking a manageable number. Still 25 more than 10, so we still have some work to do. But these are your best 35 photos that you've taken through the year. And now they're in your candidates 2016 collection, which means you can go to that collection in the library module. You can, on the left-hand side, go down to the collections panel. You should see your candidates 2016 collection. You click on that. And now those 35 thumbnails are going to show up in the middle part of Lightroom. And it's a very simple process now to start working on how you're going to whittle that down to your 35 uh, or your top 10. Uh, It's a simple process. It's a simple to do. It's anything but simple to decide which of those 35 photos, which of the 35 babies is the ugliest. And that's your next task. Now to get ready, I wouldn't touch them in the candidates 2016 collection. I would copy all of the photos that you decided are candidates and I would put them in the best 2016 collection. So not just 10, all 35, if that's the number you came up with. And so, you know, like, while you're looking at your candidate's 2016 collection, hit control A, command A, and, uh, and then drag them over into the best 2016 collection. And that's just going to create an exact copy. You're not moving your photos around, remember. You're not changing where they are in your library. You're just telling Lightroom that you want to record or put those 35 photos into the best 2016 collection as well. All right, now switch over to the best 2016 collection, library module, collections panel, click on best 2016. You should see those same 35 photos in the thumbnails. All right, now the worst one of the group. Decide which of those babies of yours is the very ugliest, which one does not make the cut. It's a really hard step to make. Really good and productive hard, but it's really hard. You have to consider everything about these photos and decide which one should be eliminated because the others are better. Could be sharpness, could be composition, could be noise, whatever the reason, you need to compare your photos against each other and start getting rid of the ugliest of your babies. And when you decide one isn't going to make the cut, You click on that photo and you hit the delete key. Lightroom will remove that photo from the collection, but it leaves it just as it is on your hard drive. It leaves it just as it was in the candidates 2016 collection, in the library, in your catalog. It's not touching it anywhere else. It's just getting rid of it in that collection. And if you accidentally delete the wrong one, you can do an edit undo or command Z or control Z and undo the last delete from a collection. If you decide that you wanna start over, you can always delete all of them out of that collection, go back to the candidates 2016 folder and copy them into the best collection again and start over. Now I can promise you if you do this, getting to 10 is really hard, but force yourself to do it. Don't decide you're gonna go with your top 15 or your top 20 or 30, get it down to 10 at least if you want to really help build a more critical eye and improve your photography, as you go through this process to find your top 10 photos, the things you hear on podcasts or read on blogs or watch on YouTube or any other training you may have done, it's going to flood back to you and help you to pick. A lot of that material I heard so much didn't sink in as much until I went through this process. That's why I have decided that I'm going to do this every single year because I, I really learn a lot myself every time I do this about how to evaluate my photos, what I'm doing well, what I'm maybe not doing well. I could see how important composition was. I could see how lighting really impacted the photo and how adding flash has helped. Or I could see how I was making things more interesting. Maybe most important at all, I could begin to see my style emerging, how it is that I want to process my photos and how I want to take my photos, my own personal style. All right, one last thing before I close up here. The reason I recommend that you create the best and candidates collection sets. Years from now, when you have five or six top 10 collections, you can click on the best collection set and you can see all of the best photos over the lifetime of doing this. Same with candidates. You can see all of them that were candidates over the years. And it's another level, another layer of how you can evaluate how things have gone. And you can now say, well, those were my top 10 for the last six years. Which one of those? Now, now what I could do is even make another collection and I can go through all of those top 10. There would be 60 photos after six years, right? And I could pick what are the top 10 of those and really get down to like the best of the best photos. And it gets even harder to compare it once against each other. It's really, really valuable exercise to go through. Now, Again, I want to say you don't have to do this in Lightroom. You don't even have to use collections if you don't want to, if that was too complicated. But go through this process. Go through the process every year of picking the 10 best photos that you had through the year, and it will be very worth it in helping you. It's a free way to evaluate your own photos, a free way to come up with like a portfolio review and decide what it is that's working, what it is that's not, maybe even help you figure out kind of what you should be working on over the next year. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash photo taco through Instagram by messaging at photo taco podcast or through email, where the address is podcast at gmail.com. No question too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer, I'll see about bringing an expert guest on the show to go through it. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. You have portrait sessions, tripod, and improved photography. Also take time, head over to the Mothership, the, the place, the site that makes all of this possible ImprovePhotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect the views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission reserved. earned.